0: Welcome! You're listening to the How to Make a Life podcast. I'm your host, licensed clinical social worker and life coach, Cheryl Wolverton. Your life is unique to you, and there's no such thing as one size fits all. Your beautiful world needs to be different from your mother's, sister's, and best friend. I empower my clients in recognizing their individual needs and guide them in establishing a personalized how-to manual specifically for them. This is a podcast that helps you stop searching for that one perfect how-to plan and realize you are the expert of you. Life doesn't come with instructions. We each get to write our own. Well, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the How to Make a Life podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Wolverton. And as always, I'm so glad you've chosen to spend a few minutes of your time with me. Today's episode has been a topic I've wanted to discuss for several weeks here on the podcast. If I'm being honest with you, this topic has been one that's been in my face personally for more than several weeks. And let's just say, I don't think that I have been purposely avoiding it, but I've been half-assing it and telling myself I was doing what I needed to do. It may be because I work in the field, but it often feels that everywhere I look, there's another podcast or article about self-care. There are self-care journals, self-care books, self-care gift guides, self-care suggestions. Sometimes I feel like everyone must know about self-care. I'm making this statement as I don't want you thinking this is just going to be another one of those podcasts or suggestions. So I ask that you stay with me. And i hope you will begin to view self-care in a different perspective i was reminded last week that not everyone is on the self-care train when i ask a new 45 year old client tell me how you take care of yourself and she was silent and eventually said i don't know what you're asking me now i think i've shared a little bit about some of my health issues Back in 2007, I became significantly ill with fatigue to a point that I truly could only drag myself to work and then drag myself back home. I never allowed myself to take sick days because I felt my clients, I was working as a grief counselor, and the support groups that I facilitated needed me. And it took a long time for me to realize I wasn't going to get any better doing what I was doing. The first doctor just wanted to give me something for anxiety and depression because all my blood work was in the normal range. And it did take me some time before I found the right doctor who would listen to me. And eventually we discovered that I was in full-blown adrenal fatigue and my thyroid was not functioning at all. When she went further into my blood work, she looked at me and said, I really don't even know how you're walking. And to be honest with you, there were days that I really that that was an accomplishment. Long story short, that time in my life became a period of rebuilding myself. From every perspective of my life, from what I ate, my work hours, my rest hours, who I spent time with, what I enjoyed, I began to care for myself, which is exactly what self-care is. Care for the self. I feel like due to my own experiences, I've been talking about self-care a long time before it became a buzzword. However, I know from trying to educate other professional counselors and my clients that we may take in the information regarding self-care, but often we do not put any of that information into practice. And let me tell you that despite my personal and professional knowledge, I am often guilty of not doing everything I need to do. I feel that because of my own personal work, I am a little bit more in tune with when I need to do some significant readjusting of my self-care, but I'm by no means an expert. And listening to myself and being aware of what the universe is trying to tell me is an example of how this topic has been in the forefront for me for several weeks. I may have stated that every morning I do spend some time journal writing, and most days I will begin the day with reading a motivational quote or I will pull a mindfulness card or an oracle card to use as a prompt. Now, for several weeks, I kept getting statements about slowing down, resting, and listening. Some of the prompts, cards, and quotes included such statements as Do less and attract more, Be a leader in your actions cultivate your soul, align your life, slow down. And the one that stood out the most to me was the card titled Deep Replenishment. And each card does have a reading that goes along with it. And in this reading that day, there was a question. And that question was, what nourishes you? Honestly, my first reaction was to avoid this question. And people Whenever you avoid a question in your life, you need to turn back around and look at it because it is only going to keep following you around and it will get louder and louder and louder. The getting louder and louder was what the universe was doing to me over the past month. So during that day's right in my journal, I first commented that I wasn't sure what nourished me. But then I began to remember and some of those things I was doing and many of them, like I said, I was doing half-assed, or I wasn't doing it all. The primary lesson I tried to teach my clients about self-care is we need... The getting louder and louder was what I felt the universe was doing to me over the past month. So during that day's journal write, my first comment was, I'm not sure what nourishes me. But then as I continued to write, I began to remember... And some of those things I was doing, but many of those things I was also, like I said in the beginning, doing half-assed, or I just wasn't doing it all. The primary lesson I try to teach my clients about self-care is we need to develop micro self-care practices that we build into our lives every day, such as stretching, exercise, eating regular healthy meals, having Interaction with those you love. I want you to think along the lines of daily, you're likely taking a shower and brushing your teeth. Some of these self-care activities will ideally become habits that you naturally do, such for me, that is working out. It may be taking a walk with your dog for you. And others have to be really much more purposeful, perhaps making yourself rest and not taking on another task. I do believe that the majority of women by nature are givers, and many women then become professional caregivers, such as teachers, nurses, doctors, life coaches, and counselors like myself. They then go home and they care for a house, a partner, kids, and animals. So when I ask you what you do to care for yourself, one would think it wouldn't be so hard to answer, but it is. As we all approach Christmas and a winter of COVID, I feel it's important that we truly take time to look at the question of what nourishes you. And let's begin to implement some of those things. One of the examples that I used to use in trainings was think about if you've had an infant or a toddler, or likely you know someone who's had an infant or toddler. One doesn't leave the house without multiple bottles of formula in case the baby gets hungry, a change or two of clothes, multiple diapers, lotion, snacks, perhaps medication. And this can all be just for a short trip to the store. We want to make sure that we have everything that might be needed to care for the child. But rarely do adults plan for what they might need in the same way. Adults, in essence, are always an afterthought when there's an infant or toddler. Now, somewhere along our life's journey, we are expected to begin taking care of ourselves, but we are not specifically taught to think about self-care. Today, I'm going to ask you a few questions. How many times have you been out running errands and you found that you haven't eaten all day, but you either don't take the time to stop and get something healthy to eat or a snack, or you choose something quick at a drive-thru? We all like to joke about being hangry. I had a client last week who reported she didn't take time to eat at all the day before, and then she gorged herself at dinner and was feeling miserable during our session. When I asked her why she didn't eat breakfast or lunch, she responded that she didn't have time. Now, I want to add here that my client has been furloughed from her job, and she's home all day, and her home is only about 1,300 square feet. So she's only steps away from her kitchen wherever she is in her house. She really was not so busy. She couldn't walk into the kitchen. But each one of us has been in that same situation. Another question, how many times have you been too hot or too cold, but yet you didn't bother to change clothes or make an adjustment to it? You just sat there being miserable. How many times in your life have been physically exhausted, but you needed to complete a project or get the laundry done or complete some other task, and you just kept pushing yourself? How many times have you wanted to spend time with your friends or your loved ones, but you felt that something else was much more important? How often do you put going off to sleep because you're on social media or you're doing something on your screen, or perhaps you simply can't sleep? There's so many questions that I could continue to ask you but I'm going to hope you are beginning to get an idea here. What nourishes you does not just simply consist of the food that you decide or don't decide to eat. Although I do want you to consider how you are nourishing yourself with food. As I did some reflection I've done relatively well with my food throughout COVID but over the past four to six weeks I've found I've allowed myself more sugar and more carbs than I need. It could be because of the holiday season. It could be that we're nine months into social distancing and I needed some fake comfort. But regardless, I know that my body does not feel good with some of the things I've been putting into it. Personally, from a food perspective, I practice intermittent fasting daily, but I also allow myself to eat breakfast if I want to on occasion. Regardless, I do always eat lunch and dinner, and I try to eat nothing every night after 8. Now, these are the things that I know that are good for me. What I'm going to ask you to do is to begin to pay attention to what you are doing to nourish your body, along with how often you are nourishing it. Too often, we are expecting our physical bodies to run while providing it with no energy. I also want to share a few of the things that I know that do nourish me. And some of these I do regularly, and some I've fallen off on. As you all know, I do. I work out every morning, and I am beginning to recognize that I'm going to have to change my routine. I daily do different routines, but I find that I'm becoming bored. I have not returned to a gym right now, and actually um, most of the gym classes are not going on here in Kentucky right now. So I realize I've been going through some of the motions, and I think my body is getting some benefit to it, but I'm not getting the full benefit that I really need. I've told you all that I write in a journal each morning, and this is a place where I'm able to rebalance myself. I write out both my frustrations, my plans, my dreams. For the first time, mostly in my whole journaling life, this year I have written almost every day. But somewhere in October, I started letting myself skip a day. And honestly, that is not good for me. Another way I begin my day is I do do some type of motivational reading, and right now um, I am reading Hoda Kotb's book, cannot remember the name of it, but I will link it in my show notes. And she provides a really great quote and just a thought in regards to that quote each day. I also receive daily mindset upgrades in the form of a text message from a coach that I follow. And each of these things simply help put me in a different state of mind. As I'm working from home right now, throughout the day, I occasionally have a dance party. And I am not ashamed to admit this. This is a great way to separate meetings in between clients. And music can truly change your mood and just help you in so many ways. Uh, It nourishes me. And so music is a huge nourishment for me. Also, during the mornings when I'm getting ready before I go to work, I listen to favorite podcasts. I don't watch local news at all in the morning. I don't even watch national news. I need things that give me inspiration and motivation. And I should add that something I've noticed I've been doing is I'm fallen into the trap of some doom scrolling on social media, and I'm really having to step back from that. I do make sure that I get at least seven hours of sleep each night, and I'm lucky enough to sleep well. But as I said, I know I've been looking at my wall to consider that too. What are you taking in? What are you reading? Um, Social media can be really great, but sadly, sometimes it is not. So these are some of the things that I do daily, but honestly, there's more I would like to be doing. For me, one of those activities needs to be simply allowing myself to rest and do something that is not related to work, and that is very difficult for me because I do work from home for both being a counselor and also being a coach. Everything is here. I am also a very high-strung type A person, and I love to always just be doing something. Setting boundaries is a struggle, and I feel like it's something I'm going to need to be working on and always doing. In fact, this past summer, my coach gave me permission to read a book for fun and That was so amazing for me. I just needed someone else to say, you know, you don't need to be working all the time. You can go read a really fun book, or you can watch something on TV that's what I call brain candy. And the ironic thing is I encourage my clients sometimes to have brain candy, but I wasn't partaking in it for myself. Um, You know, nourishing yourself through reading and entertainment can come in a multitude of ways. Uh, Our brain needs some fun. I've mentioned it on social media but I feel like I'm not like most people and I miss dressing up whether it be professionally or going out to a social formal event. In fact I just did new photos with my photographer and I wore one of my favorite dresses just because I love wearing it. As I am daily on zoom calls I do my hair and makeup every day and although I'm much more casual than I might be if I were meeting someone in person I'm still dressing out of my workout and yoga pants. This is something I've worked with some of my clients on as how we dress does impact how we are feeling. Weekly, I meet with my best friend and we walk and catch up. But a struggle for me is as an extrovert, I'm beginning to find not being physically around a lot of people is becoming more and more difficult. So something I'm trying to do is To return to more Zoom happy hours, that's something that a lot of the the groups that I belong to, we had let dwindle off over the last couple of months. So being a little bit more purposeful in getting everyone together. I also take a detox bath that also gives me time to rebalance. But looking back, there had been some weeks where I was on social media or reading something that truly wasn't nourishing me. So once again, I was getting part of the benefit, but not the full benefit. I'm also someone who loves to be creative, and although creating podcasts and newsletters can fit that category, every now and then I love to paint or to put something together, and most recently, that was our two Christmas trees. I don't want to make this episode too long, but I feel like having each of you answer the question, what nourishes me, is so important. I know many of you who are listening are working from home or you're at home working and also trying to manage virtual school for your kids and keep the house running, and it can feel like there is no break. COVID has blurred our boundaries in so many ways for each of us, and I recognize that the struggle is very much like a roller coaster with so many ups and downs and good days and bad days. Something I want you to remember is one of my favorite quotes, which is from Rumi, and that quote is, Never give from the depths of your well, but from your overflow. If you and I do not nourish ourselves and practice self-care, there is no overflow. And we are continuously draining ourselves. If you need it, allow me to give you permission to nourish yourself today. Whether it be with your favorite food, curled up under your favorite blanket, we can only thrive if we provide ourselves with nourishment for our mind, our bodies, and our souls. And, my friends, it is possible for each of us to thrive during this time of our lives. I hope that this episode has inspired you to reflect upon your own personal self care and to either return to what you know is best or to seek out something new. Until next time, my friends, don't be afraid to write your own how to manual. If you love this episode, I would be honored if you subscribe, leave a short review, and share this episode with your friends. Continue the conversation with me on Facebook at How to Make a Life Health and Life Coaching, and on Instagram at How to Make a Life. If you're interested in receiving my newsletter, working with me as a client, or hiring me as a speaker, visit my website at HowToMakeALife.com. Remember life doesn't come with instructions. You get to write your own.